All right, Ben. We're doing something fresh on the radio show now. Uh-oh. We're doing a debate. Oh, yeah, you like that epic music? <laughs> We're going to be doing a debate on Business Casual. Don't uh, oversell it that much. Yeah. But, We're, yes, yeah. we. there is a little bit of disagreement, admittedly. <laughs> so, what are we exploring today on Business Casual? Well, we got some juicy news coming down from the CEOs of the world. We got a redefined purpose of a corporation. Now, that this came down from the Business Roundtable. They issued a statement redefining what the purpose of a corporation is. Pretty interesting stuff here. So this is coming from over 180 American CEOs, 181 to be precise. Real, real quick, though, let's give them some background on the Business Roundtable. Okay, I think yeah, it was, it was founded in... I believe 1972, and effectively what it is is, is a business lobbying arm, but it's a right. collect, co- collection of uh, higher-profile CEOs that get together and basically, you know, much like a like an NFL GM meeting would be. Sure. Be very similar to that. Right. So this includes CEOs like Jeff Bezos of Amazon fame, Tim Cook of Apple fame, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan fame. So, yes, yeah, significant players in the industry. Right, right. Big Fortune 500s here. So when 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 they put out a statement, it means something, right? So just for everyone's awareness here, this statement isn't a plan of action. It's not policy. It's just a statement. But it's a big change in at least the PR vision for how CEOs, the big CEOs of the country, um, kind of spread their vision for how they want to lead. A company. So, the 1997 version of this purpose of a corporation was the paramount duty of a corporation is to the corporation's stockholders. That's obviously a summarized version, but that that's it. The 2019 version, listen to some of this change in language. We commit to delivering value to our customers, investing in our employees, dealing fairly and ethically with our suppliers, supporting the communities in which we work, and generating long-term value for shareholders. So this went from just shareholders to they expanded, and now the vision is is big. They're laying it out. The purpose of a corporation is to benefit all of these different players. Now, Ben and I have some different perspectives on the impact of this. We do. Um, take it all with a grain of salt, but Ben, I'll let you start. What are your thoughts on this statement? I, uh, it's, I don't want to say... It's this, but it kind of is a farce. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, frankly, the primary purpose of a business is, frankly, to make money. Because you don't exist if you don't make money. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, the profit has to be there or else, right, you're not a business. You're a nonprofit. Yeah, or you're, you're, a, you're, you're a 501c3 or whatever. Sure. I, I you know, I, I think it's admirable and, and all those things, admittedly, are, are great and solid things. But those... Those have got to be secondary secondary purposes of, of a business. If you're, you know, if I'm investing in a company, say I invest in Apple, and, you know, they put this statement out, to me that means, well, they're not really invest or focused on providing the shareholder the best value. And if you look at it too, it says generating long-term value. Well, sure, but what does that even really mean? Does that mean 20 years? Does that mean 50 years? Right. Does that mean two years? Right. You know, you know that... I don't know. I I I don't I I just don't subscribe to it. So I'll I'll jump in here. I to one degree I agree with you. Um farce 
That's a that's a powerful word, but I, I I feel you in that it's a PR move first and foremost. And that's where I personally feel like it's not really anything. It's a change in language, which is cool, but it's a PR move more than a substantive change. So you have to look at it as like, if you're really concerned about these things and you want corporations to be more vocal about supporting their communities and their employees and being mindful of the customer, all all that stuff, and you want that to be part of the vision, well, then you also need to continue to demand like, okay, well, show me that you're actually doing that. Don't just press release it for me. Um, But in the language, I, I am on board with at least the vision, if only because I think it's a reflection of kind of the insurgent consumer of today. Uh, The consumer of today, I think, is way more mindful of what they're buying, how they're buying it, who funds what they buy, where their products are sourced. And all of that uh, is amplified through social media. Um, They're able to interact with these companies immediately, tweet at them, jump in their Facebook groups, express concerns. Um, And sometimes that expression can have tangible change. So I think the consumer and just the public views the inner workings of a corporation more holistically now. So I feel like this is step one. I'd like to hope it's step one of many steps for just kind of these large, massive, influential corporations taking a look at how are people perceiving what we do and... Should we change course? So I'll let you jump back. In I'll here. I'll bring this up too. It's I think it's important to note. So eleven CEOs of companies actually didn't sign the statement, including Wells Fargo, GE, and State Farm. There were eight others. But what does that mean? Why why would three companies that you know generally probably would you know I mean GE owner of you yeah. know everything? Why would they not sign the statement? What did they see in it that they didn't agree with? Right. Yeah, you know, I guess I guess you could either you could either point to it being they don't really think the the language is reflective of what's really happening um, behind closed doors, right? So they're like, why are we even going to pretend? Or it could be that they just don't think it's valuable. They're like, okay, I mean, like I get what this is, but profits come first. And that's, I mean, kind of what what you're saying here. Now, you know, looking at at the business politics of today, I feel like from the left to the right, and you're seeing it, I mean, we're in the midst of a election. So all of this is is amplified because everyone's got their point of view and they're expressing it. Um, But a, a lot of the conversation coming from at least like fresh faces in the field is we got to hold big the, the big boys accountable. We got to hold the big companies accountable. Sure. So that includes like Amazon taking a lot of flack, um, protests on Prime Day, um, being upset about how much they pay in federal income tax. All that kind of stuff doesn't resonate too well with certain constituents. And so, I mean, you saw pressure from DC got Amazon to raise their minimum wage. So I think, I think. These corporations are seeing, wow, mass mobilization of people will actually cause change uh, or will they'll kind of force us to, to play a hand here um, or to make some changes if they're vocal enough about it. And if we feel like this, you know, this might affect our bottom line, we should just make that change. 
Um, so I think that's influencing part of this is that these CEOs are seeing like, okay, the people are a little more vocal about what they want. Let's satiate that a little bit with some language. Now, you know, you could approach it cynically, like I said, and be like, yeah, they're satiating the masses and then they won't actually pass any different policy or do anything different. But, um, you know, it, it's I am glad that we're seeing this change in language, at least. Yeah, I I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, like I like I said, none of those things individually on their own are, are bad. They're all, right. They're all great things. They're all admirable things. Right. But I think when you circle it back, I think the singular primary purpose of a corporation has got to be to exist and you don't exist you can you can be the nicest most caring loving company ever but if you're not making a profit you can go and be oldsmobile right right defunct um last points i want to bring up here but just to give some some numbers and some examples um you know when you look at how consumers voice themselves and some of their shopping habits, how that's reflected uh, in their worldview. According to a 2015 Cone Communications Millennial CSR study, more than 9 in 10 millennials would switch brands to one associated with a cause. So that's almost every millennial will at some point make that decision where, okay, I could buy product A or B, but product A is supporting this nonprofit or product a is very straightforward with they source locally or they source from whatever something ethical i'm gonna buy from them that i mean that really is an interesting point though because you talk about at that point if that is true well admittedly it's nine out of ten millennials who answered the survey right you, they didn't ask half every us, single person right yeah I, I, what does that mean for quality does it mean that they'll take far superior quality does it mean that they'll take they'll pay more for it because, I mean, you, you mentioned right. locally sourced food and ethically sourced food. I think right. that'd be, that's a tease. We're working on something for that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, to what extent? To what extent are they willing to switch brands? Right. And finally, this is just a fun example of mine because I love when Twitter is, you know, in its most uh, aggressive form. It's just funny to watch from a distance. But uh, Chase Bank recently tweeted out something that was like um, a Monday motivation tweet, and it was like, why is my bank account so low? And then it was like, stop buying coffee, put a little more in your savings or whatever. It's like, oh, I don't know why I don't have money. And Chase Bank's like, seriously? Hashtag Monday motivation, save money. You mean practical investing tips? (laughs) Right. (laughs) People read that tweet as, okay, you're chastising people for being poor. Uh, whether or not that's what they were trying to communicate, whether or not that is really the end, like, (laughs) vision of that tweet, or if that's, you know, regardless, that's how people interpreted it, and they got ratioed out of existence, and they deleted the tweet in 20 minutes. So, because of these public forums, and because the consumer has a voice, and are able to express immediately to large companies, like, I don't like that. And now we see companies will react to that. They'll delete the tweet or they'll issue a statement. Oh, we didn't mean that. You know, I think this is just reflective of a change in language, a change in in feel. People want, um, I don't know, people want to feel like the companies are there for them. And I feel like that is what this statement's all about. Will it bring on tangible change? We'll have to wait and see. No, no, (laughs) no. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. 
Tune in Fridays at 8 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com.